Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the No Sevens Podcast. I'm your host, Silas, joined with, as always, David and Caleb. We are talking about the Iron Claw this time. Uh, 2023 sport thriller featuring Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and some other people I don't really know. Um, directed by Sean Durkin. This was quite the film. I saw it maybe a week ago at, I think the same day as we recorded our year recap podcast, but yeah, y'all should have just that. seen it recently. So, yeah, I saw it yeah. less than a week ago, like this past Saturday. I was really nervous. Yeah. It was going to leave theaters before I could get around to seeing it. But luckily there was, I think, just one showtime on Saturday. And wow. it was a matinee. I have not been to a matinee in a minute. So it was very like jarring to walk out of the movie theater and still be daylight. <laughs> um, just not used to that. So, but it was a good yeah, time. I saw it at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what our lives have become. It was actually kind of <laughs> surreal because I rolled up and I like the parking lot. There was also like, uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming it snowed pretty much for everybody, but in Nashville, it snowed a lot. And so the parking lot was still completely like ice at that point. And I, I rolled up. And first of all, I was at first, I was like, I hope that I can drive through this parking lot. And second of all, I was like, I don't know that there's anybody else here besides me and the employee. <laughs> wow. And so it was a very, very, uh, just kind of bizarre theater experience. Uh, but yeah, when we know? exited mine, it was like dumping snow down. So, mm. wow. I honestly right. was not expecting. Because it's been out for a long time. I think it came out in December of yeah. 23. Yeah. So, like, I almost figured that anyone who wanted to see it had already done so. And so I yeah. didn't think there was going to be many people at the showing. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, crowded, but probably at least 30 to 40 people. I was like, man. I was hoping to get, like, a solo theater experience. but Yeah, I was kind of disappointed okay. that I didn't. I had booked my ticket the night before and I was the only person. Mm. And then there were four other people, a group mm. of four that showed up. Well, they Just were actually there it. before me, but All they right. booked their tickets after me, I guess. All right. Should we get into non-spoiler reviews? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I, I can start. Um, I, all I'm going to say is I don't think I've ever um, been emotionally impacted by a film like this ever before wow um, and it isn't over for me okay wow um i don't know that i can like make that big of a claim i do think it's an over for sure uh it was i don't remember if i mentioned this during our recording last week or if we talked about it off the pod but unfortunately it was Spoil this movie was spoiled for me before I ever saw it, mm. so I hmm. think that definitely impacted the emotional aspect for me. But I tried to, you know, take it all in for what it was, and I agree. I mean it it hit hard, and I'm not talking about the wrestling. Uh, so it's an over. 
Interesting. Um, I'm I'm right at or don't even, bro. Slightly. <laughs> oh, the contrarian but, but of the group. I just wanna. Oh I, we'll see where I'm at after we talk about everything. But I think it was very good. It's very very pretty. I love the setting. I love movies in Texas, so that's great. And I do have a slight preference for depressing and real life based movies. So there's a lot to like about this. Okay. All right. So spoilers and okay. yeah. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. I used to Everybody be a dies. brother. Oh, oh my goodness, dude. Okay. First of all, Silas. Wow. Okay. I, you're on the fence about this movie. I'm only on the fence on it because there's just like a couple things that were weird or like pacing things and some like connections that I think could have been better or deeper. That's really the only things. And the whole, well, just at the very end when the like heaven scene or whatever, Okay, I that didn't was like that scene. pretty cheesy. Yeah, I didn't like that, but my okay, I think they could have taken that out. But and I also didn't like that I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of like painting suicide in a pretty glamorous. Yeah, light. I totally agree. That's one of my gripes. My headcanon with that is like that wasn't intended to be taken as like a, a like reality. But my thought was like they show that scene where Kevin is there with Carrie's body. And then they mm-hmm. cut to the, that like afterlife sequence and then they cut back to him with Carrie's body. And so my headcanon for that is like, that was him after having re- read Carrie's suicide note, like thinking about or like trying mm, to okay, okay. kind of like make peace with this. And like, it was sure. like him, like imagining all of his brothers hmm. being together and they're, they're happy. Okay. Um, okay. Not that it was necessarily meant to be like, uh, an actual view into the afterlife. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I think if you interpret it, if it was intended to be uh, literal or interpreted literal, I think that makes it a lot more problematic. And I think they probably okay. still could have cut it, but yeah, I just thought the lines were also <laughs> cheesy in that as well, where he's like, are you my brother? <laughs> and they like, I mean, he's five. Yeah. He's five. What is a five-year-old going to say? Yeah. No, I thought uh, Jeremy Allen White says that. Anyway, he, no, says, he says, "Where's J- he says, where's Jack Junior?" Which is a normal oh. adult thing to ask. Yeah, but then sure. yeah, what he did say something, Silas. I don't remember. I will exactly. not have you. I will not have you saying anything, <laughs> slandering this movie. Man, okay. Also, there was another brother who committed suicide who they just totally left out of this movie. Oh, really? There was. Yeah. Yeah. I did not wait. Which I didn't who? do any research into it, but of the Von Eric brothers, um, how many brothers were there? I thought there was only there five. Were, there were a lot of brothers at the very end. The credits where it's like in memory of, like one of them is a brother who they just like totally didn't mention, which was confusing. Hmm. Um, let's see. Wait, but they mention all five. Bro- like, is there who's there's who are they sixth. not? There's a sixth brother. I mean, yeah. what? Think about the odds of that having six boys. Right? That's crazy. 
Okay. Jack, five Kevin, of David, his six Carrie, sons preceded him. Mike. Three by suicide. Oh, Chris. Chris yeah. Von Eric. Man, that is so tough. So I'm curious about what the whole reasoning was behind that, too. Not writing him in? I don't know. Like, I have kind of tried to, after seeing this movie, I've kind of tried to avoid, like, researching too much about the real story. Mm, sure. Because I, I thought that I felt like the movie, like, the the movie I don't think is necessarily meant to be, like, a literal portrayal of like what like habit like it's not it's not a historical yeah i mean there's obviously narrative. lots of yeah. liberty it's taken. based on a true story but it's not a historical narrative and i yeah. loved the movie so much that i was like i don't even want to like mess with like what the facts are were or like anything or like worry about it um nor do i care an ounce about professional wrestling <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um i don't although i will say man this movie really opened my... I mean, I knew that professional wrestlers were, like, pretty good athletes. Like, I guess it's not a, it's not a sport in the same way that, like, real wrestling is a sport, obviously. Like, sure. You get, no, it's like, you get like to see, like, kind of behind the curtain of, like, how they were, like, coordinating. Um, which I thought that scene was actually helpful. Like, David's first, like, tag team match with Kevin, where they were, like, mm. kind of talking with the other guys beforehand. I that thought was, like, cool. His explanation to the girlfriend in the diner was excellent in terms of like painting a picture of what professional wrestling actually is yeah because at first that was going to be one of my concerns was like i don't really understand like how this industry works but they like made it like pretty clear and easy to digest um and then i was also like like movie aside like thinking about those guys like to be that big and and also that like agile and like gymnastically talented and to have like the cardio to like do that over the course of like i don't know how long the matches are but like you're the like that's like like a crossfit workout basically and to like also be like you know 200 plus pounds and doing all that kind of like gymnastic stuff like that's crazy like that's serious athleticism and you have yeah, to be a lot from other podcasts i've heard that a lot of professional wrestlers were like olympic level actual wrestlers and also some of them were like you know there's obviously the big names who were like nfl crossovers too so yeah yeah so i mean dudes yeah 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 like i guess i feel like professional wrestling gets a bad rap as like a sport because it's like it's all choreographed and whatever but like the performative nature of it aside it's like man those guys like it takes some serious athleticism to be doing what is essentially a fake sport (laughs) and that's like pretty crazy uh yeah i think like once you accept it as more of a a performance entertainment industry yeah like that it does help like with watching this film and just putting like because i'm with you guys i i I watched wrestling as a kid thought it was super fun and honestly as a young kid did not understand did not know that it was fake or you know (laughs) choreographed you know i think well that's probably some of the like appeal to it you know yeah you you watch it as a kid and like you love the storyline and stuff so you just accept it as an adult yeah and then yeah 
then as you learn more about it, whatever, most, you know, most people just, they say it's fake, which it is, I guess, in reality, but it, it's more of a performance, more of a show. You go yeah. to be entertained. You don't go to like actually see one person legitimately beat another in a fight. But I still struggled even knowing all of that and even hearing the explanations in the movie. I guess it's still just like, I couldn't quite get my head around or like accept the fact that like, why are they treating this so seriously when it is orchestrated and it is like the outcome, you know, like I guess the stakes that they put on like having a heavyweight champion in the family and yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, I still, I'm really having a hard time with this because at the end of the day, it's somewhat predetermined. And I know you have to work yourself up the ranks and like you'll get promoted based on how people like you. I get all that, but still it just felt like that the family and the dad specifically was putting way too much pressure on this thing where the stakes didn't seem to be as like, I don't know, big as, as what he made it out to be. So it, I think that's what it all came from was like the dad. Right. It was yeah. like, oh, he yeah. had this huge like ego basically. And like felt like, Cause he he did like didn't he do like oh he try, was trying to play professional football and like couldn't make it as a football player they robbed professional football yeah 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 them. he was like he always he had this like victim and mindset yeah and then like so but then like wrestling was like his way to like I I guess like get revengeance or get his redemption but he couldn't make it in that either and so then that like trickled down into his sons and it seemed like all of like th- it seemed like their interest in it was. Like not the, like they enjoyed it, but like their ambition in it was rooted in like making him proud of like like a Kevin was like obligation, not their yeah. own interest. Yeah, yeah. It's like the like uh, Kevin. Go ahead, David. Well, like in that scene with where he's on his first date with uh, Pam, he's like, "I just want to be with my brothers." Like his like he obviously wants to like be a good wrestler, but like he just kind of wants to enjoy, like enjoy the sport like with his brothers more so than I it seemed like like he didn't have this like chip on his shoulder that their dad had yeah it's almost like, it the, like any of them did uh like the male equivalent of pageant moms who mm, are yeah. like living their ideal or their exactly. dream like through their daughters in the yeah. form of pageantry and you know that's a great comparison it's, yeah it, it can be argued as like, okay, whose passion is this? Because I feel like you always either see or hear the stories of like, you know, the actual girls doing this don't really like it or maybe they're burnt out or whatever, but they just continue because they feel the pressure from the parents. So I did want to ask y'all, did y'all ever have like a teammate who had a dad like this in like childhood sports that you can remember? Um, I feel like I probably did, but I w- probably wasn't self-aware enough or just aware enough, I guess. Yeah. To yeah. like really, really get it. I would just, I would have just been like, wow, that kid is a lot more committed to this sport than I am. And like their dad seems to care more than <laughs> my dad, which was, which wasn't like a high bar. Cause my dad was never like super invested. Like he would, my dad was never like, you've got to be a really good baseball player. It was like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. I saw it all the time. I feel like it, I mean, you don't see behind closed doors. You don't see a lot of like that right. interaction, but yeah. 
you can definitely start to see or maybe like just tell with your teammate when that becomes somewhat toxic. It's because like they, I mean, they might literally quit the sport because they are burnt out. And it's like the enjoyment level of what you're doing is gone. And that happens as you progress, you know, up in athletics, all, all that stuff, because it does become more serious. And if you want to take it to the next level, it becomes less about having fun and, and more about right. winning and being successful. But to some extent, I mean, you have to think that the best of the best athletes still derive like a, a foundational level of like enjoyment and fun from what yeah. they're doing. Um, sure. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember specific examples, but like you said, David, you can tell like the kids who's, whose parents have them like playing travel ball all summer long, or they have private coaches for all these things. Um, some of that could be the kid like wants to do that. They have a passion for it. It's hard to tell, but I, yeah, it definitely, I mean, definitely exists out there. I feel like that was a big part. I mean, that's a huge theme in the movie uh, overall is like their relationship with their dad and how that like affects them. But particularly with uh, the like Mike storyline of like mm, the yeah. youngest brother. Right. Yeah. Cause he's like, uh, like obviously like wrestling is not his thing. Like he wants to be a, like a musician and like playing a rock band. And it's like, that just isn't uh, acceptable. And it seems like that's what like, pushes him into like wrestling in the first place which is what ends up like getting him hurt and just like causing that whole downward spiral i think he had one of the more developed like fully rounded out like storylines as far as the brothers go Mm -hmm. yeah i would say like after kevin like mike has to like and then and then carry and then david i did think one of the, I think, most, like, telling, like, lines in the movie was, like, that first scene where they're, like, at breakfast and the dad's, like, now, you all know that Carrie's my favorite and then Kevin, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. And it's, like, what, like, what kind of dad are you that says that to your kids? Like, you, yeah. like, what kind of psychopath are you? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it kind of amazed me through the whole movie because you would figure and that that kind of parenting style you know whatever would maybe pit the brothers against each other more than it did and i think just like all siblings there were moments where they fought or like you know like we all have that with our siblings but i kind of just kept waiting for um like for their relationships to completely deteriorate but it just never happened i was like man that's what made it so gripping is because these brothers truly loved each other like it was that was like their support system instead of their parents it was crazy the parents always said what was it like work it out amongst yourselves or whatever yeah talk to your brothers about it or whatever what a crazy line man i was thinking about that like like the scene where like after like right after carrie shoots himself and like the dad runs up and kevin like just like attacks him and he's like you didn't like I told you to look out for him and the dad's like, he called you and you didn't help him. And like Kevin doesn't really have like a comeback. He just like starts strangling him. But I thought I was like thinking about that afterward of like, 
something about that bugged me that there was like it felt like the dad got the last word but then what yeah. i realized was and what i realized was like why i mean obviously it's pretty obvious why kevin was like so mad at him but like the bigger picture of it was like all of the brothers like had each other's back and they like they all knew that everybody was covering for everybody else and so they had like this tribe going and their dad didn't have any of their backs and so like th- like like kevin calls his dad to be like look like carrie is like in trouble like you need to look out for him and his dad has this mindset of it's either like it's your job and not mine instead of like it's our job together and that i think was like the i feel like this movie was a lot about like masculinity and like manhood and brotherhood obviously and i felt like that was like a big distinction was like that was that was why like kevin like almost like <laughs> like killed him was not just because like his dad hadn't looked out for carrie but because his dad like didn't look out for the tribe and all the brothers were looking out for the tribe and their dad wasn't like that for any of them. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. I kind of, I'm just like re-remembering or trying to think back to the whole, like all the different brothers, you know, it's kind of hard to keep them straight. Um, yeah. So kind of a tangent, but I looked up David because I couldn't remember how he died. Yeah. Mm. Um, he, it's kind of not like, yeah, it's like the illness or whatever in Japan. But yeah. as part of, you know, looking that up, he was he was six eight. Like I did not I mean, I knew he was tall in the movie and he's taller than the other brothers, but I'm like when you're talking about David, like just the physical nature, like these guys yeah. were studs. Like to be six eight and I mean I don't know how big the other people like six two, two hundred pounds, like you're saying, it's like Yeah. Which man, Zach Efron is not six two. No, he's like <laughs> you look at five the, eight. Your picture of them and it's like, wow. I know. Yeah. That I think is like that's one of the maybe I wouldn't say the downfall of the movie, but it's just like hard to like like there's not really any actors out there who are like can yeah. actually represent that physicality and, and also, act well. Like act well, yeah. So you I mean you have to approximate it. Like yeah. but to like look at the actual photos of these guys versus the actors side by side. Like the actors are jacked. Like these guys are just <laughs> m- massive, massive dudes. Like, yeah, it's just that's just crazy to think about being that big. That's why. Uh, David, one thing I looked at what up, you were saying. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Your thing is probably. Oh, um, what was I thinking about? Um, a scene that I didn't really like, along with the whole, or a thing that didn't I didn't really like along with the whole like dad conflict and then towards the end of it like wrapping up Zach Efron's character when he actually sells the company to the guy and they're talking in the arena the mm-hmm. sportatorium or whatever he just kind of brushes off his dad as like oh that's just how he is even though this is after he's had this like confrontation with his dad and everything and his dad's told him like don't ever come back here you sell the you sell the company yeah yeah like, yeah give it to I you don't... just sell it off that bothered me because it's like you've had this huge conflict and your relationship is essentially over 
So I want more of like a finality or like a line drawn mm. there. But yeah, I would, I would have, that would have been cool to see. I think it, I don't know that it would have like, and maybe that was accurate to the real life thing. Like yeah. maybe they still had some kind of relationship, but it just was not very satisfying to my, I felt like, I feel like some of that got resolved maybe in a bigger way, particularly with the, like the end of the movie as a whole, but like we can hold off on that. Cause I want to talk about the last scene later. That's the, the last scene is implicitly where I got my resolution on like his relationship with his dad. I think, um, uh, one of the things I looked up, though, relating back to these guys being just jacked, uh, <laughs> all of the actors did their own stunts. Um, wow. Like, so they actually learned, like, all the wrestling moves and stuff like that. Um, one of the guys that they wrestle, like, I think one of the guys they wrestle in, like, David's first match is the guy who, like, coached them and trained them in all the wrestling moves. Oh, that's cool. Because I was curious about that, like if they were doing their own stunts and stuff, and they were, which is also just like like crazy. I I am uh, if you I'm I'm livid. I'm not livid, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm just really upset. I already think the Oscars are a scam, so to that degree, I like don't care. But this movie received zero Oscar nominations, yeah. zero, not a single one. I mean, Zac Efron really deserved one. I thought. Are you kidding me? At least not a only, nom. At least a nomination. Are you, like this dude. Not only did this dude like deliver body transformation. a body, a crazy body transformation. Was he on exogenous testosterone? Probably. Is it still <laughs> crazy impressive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> body body transformation for start like being super jacked. Like that's hard in and of itself. But also like learning all of the choreography like for wrestling for real. So like. Being not only looking jack, but also having the like actual physical athleticism and like dynamic ability to like perform in that way, an and accent, the accent, and actually just like giving a super and emotionally, emotionally charged, yes, uh, like a uh, huge like emotional rate, yes, like at, at no point during this movie was I like that's Zac Efron. And well, it's probably because his face looks completely different, but yes, yeah, like he's had uh, stuff. <laughs> there's stuff there it's whatever but like are you, are you telling me this dude did not even get a nomination for best actor is there a single actor who worked harder like i don't even i'm sure killian murphy got a nomination for best actor for oppenheimer he did. i'm sure he'll probably but win did it. he deserve it i mean not as much as zach efron that's my point i know i'm thinking about the two performances and the one that's more compelling is this one zach efron at least to me 100 percent had to work harder than killian murphy <laughs> So man, that is that's that's the one that really really gets me. I also think this should have gotten a Best Picture nomination. Uh, it wins the David Deloge Best Picture know. of 2023 award. Spoiler alert! But uh, yeah, they Zach are Efron going to be getting... thrilled to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... but Zac Efron not getting a Best Actor nomination just like is that's just downright disrespectful. Down, right? I don't even really care. Down. I like. I'm. I've never this been like down. a Zac Efron fan. Like, I didn't watch like High School Musical really or anything. Like, I don't have any vested interest in Zac Efron. Uh, I was just very compelled by his performance. Yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, that it doesn't take much. You don't have to be like a fanboy to recognize like a really good performance. You know. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen anything else with him that I was actually interested in. Yeah, like, I mean, this is so different from, like, what else is he known for? Like, Baywatch? High School Musical? 17 again? Hello? <laughs> yeah, like, okay, sorry. See, wow. that just shows you the degree to which I'm familiar <laughs> with his I, That might be the only other movie I could name that he's been in. I, but I checked on IMDb a few days ago, and this is still not one of his top four known for titles. So hopefully that's going to change. Yeah. Because uh, this should be number one. Um. Did you guys cry during the final scene? I did not. Um, there were some misty eyes. I don't know about actual tears, but I wept. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> not even just like cried, wept. That is such I, a so I was in the theater. There were several points where I got like misty eyed before, but in the final scene, um, which I think is maybe the best like final scene of a movie that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, yeah, I know I'm being hyperbolic, but I have never seen a movie that made me cry like that before. And that to me is like, I don't know what you did, but you did something. Um, I have like I was in the movie. It was me and there was like a group of four people in like the row right in front of me. So I'm like trying to keep it like under control just like because i feel like it would be awkward like to you know lose <laughs> my composure like, <laughs> blubbering on behind yeah. you <laughs> but, yeah but i'm like like i'm not even like just misty eyed like i am like like crying quietly in the row behind these people like oh, popcorn like, all soggy just, like man the scene where he he's just like crying and his kids are like what's wrong and they're like what like he's like Okay, and this this gets into like where I think his relationship with his father thing is his kids run up to him and they're like, what's wrong, dad? And he's like, I'm sorry, you boys shouldn't have to see me cry. A man doesn't cry, which is obviously a thing that he got from his dad. And they're like, they're basically like, no, like we cry all the time. Like why, like what are you sad about? And um, I feel like, I feel like this whole scene is kind of like him being a different kind of, I feel like seeing him with his sons, it was like he's going to be a different kind of dad than his dad was, yeah. and he's like breaking the cycle. And that I think was like the, for me, was like the resolution of like, I don't necessarily care as much about like what his relationship with his dad was like because it seemed like like it, it was like he was choosing to go down a different path. Yeah. And that that I think was like the kind of key thing was like he was breaking free of the um the like stuff that his dad had put on him and his brothers, and you could even see like at first like he didn't know how to like really think about it because he's like feels self conscious about the fact he's crying in front of his sons, but he like goes through that scene and like kind of comes out the other side and it's like, all right, like he, I'm going to be a different kind of dad. And that like, I think kind of resolved that for me. But when he's, he's just like sitting there, like just like fully crying. And he's like, I guess I'm sad because I used to be a brother. And now I'm even getting choked up thinking about it right now. And now I'm not. And like, then they're like, we'll be your brothers. And he like gets up and goes, I thought that music, was cheesy though. Oh, <sighs> Well, I just wanted to dead end with inside. him saying, I used to be a brother. 
Because the kid yeah. saying, we'll be your brother is like, come on. Like, I get the. Okay, that's like a stupid thing like, a kid would the say. The resolution. That. No, it's not. No kid would say that. Yeah, they would. No. Okay, I don't care about that specific line, but like he gets up and goes and plays with his sons. Yeah. And it's like. And it's also the fact that he remembers that or is thinking about that when he's watching his sons be brothers. Yeah. And, like, and he like moves forward with his with life. Them. It was like, yeah. it was like, it was the bittersweetness of it, of like he had gone through all this pain and lost so much, but also like there was still like happiness in his life. He broke that, the curse. Yeah. He broke the curse. Yeah. And just like, man, that, but that, that line, like, I used to be a brother, it was like, <laughs> man. I can't. I literally. I got out of the theater, and I uh, texted Adam. <laughs> and I said, "I said I just saw Iron Claw, and I just wanted to let you know that I love you." And he texted me back. That movie seems to be having that effect on people. <laughs> I don't think he's seen it yet. No, uh, I don't think so. It's not on his letterbox because I checked. Because I was mm. like, "That's a pretty cold response <laughs> to what I thought was an emotional, heartfelt message." Okay, because uh, sorry, and I'm going on a rant, but I like really like this movie. No, no. It made me think about okay, number one. I have an actual brother, so like, and he and I are pretty close, and so it was like, man, like that would be super hard to uh, like lose him. But also, like, I feel like I have other guys who are not my biological brothers, who I think of as brothers, like you guys. Oh, and thank like, man, you. Like, Imagine losing any one of those guys, let alone like multiple of them, let alone yeah. all of them. Yeah. Like, d- dude, like what kind of just like, it just Gun like punch. hit. Yeah. Because it's just like that. It just like captured that feeling of like that relationship that you have with your, with your biological brothers, with your, what I don't know what you would call them. Brothers, brothers from brothers. another mother's. <laughs> yeah <laughs> with those kinds of guys and just like simultaneously like it just was like it's man it it was like this and it was just like i can't even describe it i'm just saying You're like, i'm just saying conjunctions yeah. right now <laughs> i just the thing that got me was i i like it just it broke me emotionally like i have never like broken down like that at a movie ever before and i was like like i'm not the only guy like i was like talking to uh, hayden yeah like, i was talking to yeah. caitlin mm-hmm. she was like yeah hayden like cried <laughs> and i was talking to um jesse vaughn um because uh, he had written about it on letterboxd and he had like written this review and i was like dude that is like exactly everything that i was feeling about this movie of like I don't know what it is about this movie, but it just like struck a chord with me and just like told a really, really compelling story and just like resonated. I think this movie should be required, required viewing for all men. Yeah. I think uh, I would have had a more visceral, visceral reaction if, like I mentioned, if it wasn't spoiled for me before. And I know like, I, I understand that this is like a historical, like this is a real family. Yeah. If you had known about the Von Erich family before seeing the movie, right. then I did, which, but I like didn't. And so I didn't either knowing what was going to happen before I went into it. Like I kind of, it kind of 
played tricks with my mind because like I was trying to take everything in and I already knew like Hayden, um, you know, he had told me how he watched it and got emotional and cried and stuff. So like I was expecting that aspect, but then knowing that and knowing that they are going to die, I was basically just like anticipating the whole movie. How's it going to happen? And I think that like distracted me from experiencing it to its fullest because like Mm -hmm. the night before I went and saw uh, boys in the boat, which I don't think we're going to do an episode on, but like it's a new, it's another release that came out in December. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, it's not what I would consider an overly like emotional movie, but like I almost cried during that movie multiple times. I got really choked up. I just thought it was like, there were certain aspects about it that just got me in my feels, but like this, I was like, it's almost one of those situations where I'm telling myself, okay, Caleb, like, it's okay to show your emotions. Don't be afraid to cry. You're almost like convincing yourself, like, it's okay to cry. And I think doing all that, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to cry now because like, and not that, that, you know, the, the fact of somebody shedding a tear doesn't like, that's not the end all be all of how it impacted you emotionally, but I think it would have been nice to have some more of that raw emotion to experience, you know, outside of kind of knowing how it happened. But admittedly, like that last scene did. I mean, that's that lump in the throat that like you can't. Oh, yeah. You can't get it to go away. I I feel the same way. It was just it was. Yeah, like it's great. I still I still like start to like my eyes start to water a little bit when I think about it. Like, yeah crazy man crazy. i like well let's talk know. about okay. um i mean we've talked about a, a lot of stuff across the the spectrum of topics but and maybe y'all don't have anything but think back did you all have like a favorite scene or a favorite moment i mean maybe david you know you've already talked mm. about a few of yours but i'll start with mine since i've been thinking about it a little bit and this is like such a random scene very inconsequential but it was whenever um, Kevin and I guess David went to pick up Mike from his uh, practice with his band, like yeah, that afternoon. And they all get in the truck, and he's like, you know, can we get burgers? And they're like, we got food in the cooler, you know, whatever. And then it just cuts to them all. You're like, you know, uh, I think it was David. He's like, Mike, I'll get burgers with you. Like first, I thought that was <laughs> sweet, and it, it that honestly reminded me a lot of like what you're talking about, David, with like, you know, all of our buddies, it's like, and then it just cuts to them all eating burgers in the car, completely silent. Like they didn't (laughs) even need to say anything, but it's just like, I was like, Oh, that is like, that's nothing. Like it it is another meal to them. It probably didn't, but like to watch that, I was like, yeah, dude, that that's the best is just hanging out with your brothers or with your brothers from another mother. And like, it's just boys. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that is the best. Like, I really love that scene. It was maybe 45 seconds or like a minute long, but I was like, that one for some reason stuck out to me and it just like really had a good impact. Yeah. That was a good scene. So did you guys have any, any other ones that you like kind of stuck out in your head? I mean, I've, yeah, you've kind of I feel talked like about yeah. the last scene is like burned in my brain. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I liked. I also liked a lot of the like wrestling sequences. Like, 
like they were exciting for me like watching them do their like especially like david and uh kevin's first match together or like oh the scene like kind of the montage scene where they're all like uh the like the three of them <laughs> when carrie joins up and they like so <laughs> they would like funny. walk in and like walk down and like just like dive in under the ropes and just like triple like flying kick like the guys and i was like man that's pretty cool like what of course it's supposed those, to be kind was, of... it was like with a combined weight of 700 oh yeah, uh, yeah. you're giving us the combined weights what's that about <laughs> oh that's so funny but yeah i like watching the brothers do their like tag team stuff um Um, yeah. I had a couple. I've talked about this before, but I love when a movie starts and you already can kind of tell or you should be able to tell in retrospect what the movie's about. Okay. So, like, do y'all remember how this movie started? Oh, boy. Uh, start... so oh, it on starts a... with the the dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the black and white. You're, you're like... Yeah, black and white, and you're seeing. I think it's like an overlay somehow of either his hand and then his face, where he's like beating somebody up in the ring. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's like it's like the dad's struggle, and he's like, I think to the camera angle is like the object of his like aggression. Yes. So I thought that was nice, and maybe it was more about brotherhood, but like the dad's in inherent struggle on how it affects the kids is like i mean i think it's about all things. that stuff tied together yeah yeah so i love that um the surprise after jeremy allen white's motorcycle accident oh yeah oh yeah the reveal of his the leg. leg i thought that yeah. was nice yeah that was i thought that was that was one of the things i was going to bring up is there's a couple shots like that i think was the best one but there's a couple shots like that where they have like just some nice like angles and reveals i think the scene in the um in the bathroom after the wedding where like david's throwing mm. up in the toilet and at first yeah. it's just like okay he's like had too much to drink and it kind of just like the way the like angle it just kind of like kind of reveals like all the blood in the toilet yeah. and mm. it's like oh like that's not good yeah so yeah I mean, there was just like yeah a couple I think those are the main two that stuck out to me, or it was just like nice camera work and like the way that they block stuff. Yeah. Did y'all see that coming? Like the leg? I know. I mean, like, no, I thought, Oh, that's how he dies. Like, yeah, I thought he was, gonna I thought dead. he was going to die from the motorcycle accident. But then when we saw him in the bed, I was like, Oh, he's going to be yeah. like lost well, a limb or something. It was like, I thought they did that well because it was like, okay, like you think like, Oh man, he's, he's just died. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he like gets up out of bed and he's in, on crutches and you're like, oh, okay, like whatever. He's, he's like broken his leg. Right. But it's, it's, but then it reveals that it's like he's gone. Leg is gone. And it's like, oh, like that alters your, like this isn't just like you're going to have a recovery period. This is like, right. Yeah. Which I don't, somehow, is it true that he was like actually wrestling with a prosthetic, with, like a prosthetic leg? Cause that's <sighs> crazy. Yeah. That <laughs> that's crazy. Um, um, something else that, I don't. I don't know that. Maybe bothered me is a good way to say it, but I just couldn't help but think. And I know times were very different back then. I guess it was like what the seventies and eighties. Eighties. Um, but it's yeah. like 
for as much as they loved each other and cared about each other, like the amount that they would let each other get away with was crazy to me. It's like how just the motorcycle wreck, for example, you know, it's like Mm. you're in there, you're in your house talking with your brother. He's drinking a beer. I mean, presumably has had several. And then he's like, "Ah, I'm just going to go take a ride. And Kevin was like, all right, be careful. It's like, come on, dude, like (laughs) stop Mm. him. Like stop your brother. Like, you know, just a little stuff. It's like, as they probably didn't have seatbelts at this time. Though. Yeah, it was just like little stuff like that. I'm like, as wholesome as it seemed like their relationship was, it's like they would just do activities and be like involved in stuff where I'm like, yeah. guys, come on. Like you got a good thing going, at least like amongst your brothers. You need to like watch out and take care of each other in, in other ways. So that, yeah. I don't know. It was mo- mainly the motorcycle thing where I was like, ugh, they, that didn't need to happen. Just stop your just stop him, you know, but yeah, I don't know. One more scene I liked or the scenes that I like several of is like the locker room scenes of the sportatorium oh, yeah. where they're in there and they're like bandaged up and resting. I liked all of those. Just the aesthetic yeah. of it was pleasing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could, I could not articulate to you. The one thing about this movie for me was like, you know how there's some movies that you're just like, man, that was hard to watch. Like that was a really good movie, mm. but that was hard to watch. Mm. I don't like The Revenant is like one of those movies where it's like, like that was a really good movie, but like that was not enjoyable. <laughs> and this movie is like kind of like that, but at the same time, like I would watch this movie. I I feel like I'm gonna watch this movie many many times over the course of my life. Mm. Like I would absolutely watch this movie again Uh, i would watch it again i do think i need some time in between watches like yeah i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna burn it down but like this will be i feel like this is gonna be a watch this like a recurring uh no no (laughs) for sure not yeah i i'll definitely watch it more uh other people i mean it's a great movie to watch like with people who haven't seen it like especially bros i can't uh, yeah i don't yeah. i could not imagine myself watching this movie with uh, other people <laughs> it's gonna be like we're gonna like we're gonna call awesome david movie. on a random friday night he's gonna be like just broken down in tears like what <laughs> oh you're watching the iron claw <laughs> <laughs> or if we ever get like a random like emotional text out of nowhere it's like ah david just watch the iron claw yeah, just like I loved this movie. I loved this yeah. movie. Like, well, David, let me hit you with some me. of my critiques of it. Okay. Now yeah. that I've thought about them just a little bit, um, I oh, wish we had been introduced to Carrie a little bit earlier and had been more involved in his storyline to make it more rounded, mm. like Mike's. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would have cared about him more, I think, and had more of like an emotional connection with him if I had seen him earlier. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe there's a trade-off there of like total runtime. Uh, sure. Yeah. But I I would I would gladly watch a longer version of this. I think. So. And that's that's my overall critique is that some of the side characters I just didn't connect with. So when you lose yeah. them or there's a poignant scene, it doesn't land as well. Like also yeah. even David didn't really connect with me. 
like it didn't hit me as hard when he dies because it's just like yeah oh there's a letter he's dead oh no yeah like, yeah yeah and i think that is probably i don't know if it's a writing thing or just a runtime like we need more scenes with him you know yeah i mean i'm sure they shot a lot more i'm, obviously I'm sure they shot more than made it into the movie <laughs> they're just like they <laughs> shot exactly one take <laughs> with exactly the scenes and they just stacked them together no um yeah i'd agree with that i'd agree with those critiques even the mom too like the scene where she's painting yeah after she's that's actually, like talked talked with a what's the youngest uh mike mike after he he's like had his coma and he's like looking at the painting or whatever and she says yeah oh i used to paint and then you see her painting again it just that's something yeah, about it, that didn't, didn't she start painting and after, it should have it like at the at the end like yeah. when carrie yeah dies, right it's like yeah. it's like one of the last scenes like it's i think it's the last scene we see like with the dad right yes and i did yeah. like the dad's role in that scene i just didn't like it's like the whatever she said didn't land with me but him yeah. coming in and just not having like a place or a thing to do and her not filling her role for him and him just being like okay well, i guess i'll just sit here i did like that there was like a I yeah I, it was more like the loss or the impact on him yeah i wish that that scene had been like developed not developed more but like it wasn't i feel like we needed to see more of the mom to like totally understand that scene because what i got out of that was like he kind of walked in and like it was almost like he had this expectation that like the world revolved around him mm-hmm. of like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, yeah, where's that's dinner? A good way to put it. And it was like, she was just like, I'm painting. Like I'm not hungry. So I didn't make dinner. <laughs> and he just like, doesn't know. He doesn't even know how to react to that. Cause it's like the first time. So, okay, man, maybe you're helping me understand that. But like, I didn't, I didn't feel like we saw a ton of like their relationship to like right. have that. Like I could kind of pick up on the vibe that it was sending, but it didn't like have as much of a. And I felt like they laid the groundwork for that when David dies and she's. No, it's not David, is it? The dress, whatever the dress scene is. I think that was the second, bro. That was Mike. Mike. Yeah, it's the second. Because it's the second funeral. Yeah. Like they laid the groundwork or at least put some effort into her story, but I thought there could have been more. And that's just my yeah. general critique with all of it is like there could have yeah. been more. And I think what I would have done is sacrificed some of the wrestling and the like montaginess of the wrestling to make it more like I wanted more of the relationships, I guess. Yeah. I definitely didn't feel like this movie was like about the wrestling at all. Like this could have been, I mean, it could have been you know, whatever sport. And I sure. feel like it would yeah. have been, just as good of a movie um because it was like it didn't it didn't really matter like what actual you know they were doing it was about their just their struggles mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. man but those are my general critiques the the limit of them what did y'all think about soundtrack um I you know honestly I haven't listened to it after after the fact um, because I'm afraid I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this. I did like this. The last song I thought was very powerful. The I want to live that way. Uh, the 
that it ended on. And I generally I liked the soundtrack. I I think I was so caught up in the movie that I wasn't paying super close attention to it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. I'm like that with most yeah, soundtracks. I, I, didn't even, I haven't even looked at who. Uh, do, you know, do you know who composed it? I don't remember. I think oh, I saw. Oh, it was, yeah, it's some like random guy. Um, because it's the guy who the guy the song at the end is performed by that guy, so it's not like a. Oh, interesting. It's not like a necessarily like a conventional composer. Yeah. Conductor. Um, what else? I don't know that I have anything. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I have anything else, honestly. Okay. I enjoyed like... the whole story, like the whole, uh, not storyline. I didn't like the storyline, but I enjoyed the whole aesthetic of, what is it, the 70s and 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something else. Well done and very fun. I am sad that I'm not as jacked as those guys because I really <laughs> want to wear some jorts and like cut off. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. And the sad part is like, I know that I won't look as good as it does on Zac Efron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. It's also funny. Like there was, I mean, the amount of midriff that the guys showed was like, this is weird. Like styles are just so like <laughs> whenever, uh, I guess it was David who like wore like that football jersey just with like, but nothing under it. It was like kind of real short on him. I'm like, I feel like you'd get roasted if you walk out in something like like that today. And then like, that's, I mean, this guy's a stud and that's what he's wearing. So I don't know. Those cutoffs are coming back. Definitely. Yeah. I can see the cutoff jeans and stuff like that. No, no, no. I mean like, Oh, the the shirts um, crop top. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they look good. But I've seen that more lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I just got to get some jorts. Also, dude, like, Zach Efron is fast. He was out going for a run. I was like, man, they're like running five yeah, miles like here. sprinting through that field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost looked Let's like. Go for a run. With... Yeah, no wonder your brother didn't want to go <laughs> with you. With how big yeah. he is. <laughs> And like watching him run that fast, it's just like this weird. Like that's shouldn't be happening. It's kind yeah, of like <laughs> strange to see that. But yeah, that doesn't look right. Also, let's just like let's just acknowledge the fact that Zac Efron was definitely on steroids for this movie. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. So, guys, you know. You don't look like Zach Efron. Don't feel bad. Yeah, because uh, he had outside help. He still has to do a lot, a lot of work. Steroids, if you want to look yeah. like that. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Well, be very cautious and thoughtful <laughs> if you're going to go that route because it can be dangerous. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I just want to say that that's not like a natural. <laughs> sure. not like a naturally achievable physique yeah yeah disclaimer at least not with zach efron's genetics maybe if you have the von eric's genetics although i suspect they were probably juicing too yeah well we saw what a clip of him or somebody shoot somebody injecting something but it, it yeah. was kind of like unclear what that was and, and that was kind like of the other of thing. After a fight, like painkillers instead of. Yeah, that's kind of. So I looked up. The one thing I did look up was that his death was linked of like 
ostensibly to painkillers overdose. Mm. Uh. Um, and it's it like seems implied in the movie that he's doing something to help him deal with the physical toll of all the wrestling. Yep. And that is what causes his like premature like death. Talking about um, who? David. David. Oh, David, okay. the first one yeah. who died. Because I think he's the one who's like injecting into his mm. his rear. His, his rear. That's funny. All right. Um, do we want to wrap up? Any final thoughts? I, well, yeah. I guess my only yeah, final thought was. Um, you know, I like anytime there's a true story or based on a true story. I always love the end, like when they give updates on the family. I'll second that. Uh, oh yeah. And I mean, seems like just from pictures and what it, what it seems like, uh, the Kevin Von Eric and Pam, they're doing just fine for themselves. Like, <laughs> yeah. Living on a ranch. I was like, okay, that's a ranch. And then it looks like Hawaii. Like, I don't know if maybe they were, if that is where their ranch is, or maybe they were just on vacation, but like it showed the big family photo. That also was just so, the like, family photo. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, that was so cool to see how many kids and grandkids and everything that, you know, have come along since then. And you can almost tell, like, yeah. what you're talking about, David. Like, you know, he broke that cycle of how his dad yeah. was. And I can just imagine that he's got to be like so loving and just you know supportive and caring the opposite of how his dad was um, to all of his kids and grandkids it just you know that's not knowing anything about him actually but it just seems that way really cool it was really heartwarming yeah um should we get into ratings oh yeah we haven't even uh, done that that's crazy trivia uh this movie premiered the night the strike ended Oh wow! Uh, like writers or the actors or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the director told Zach Efron to not cry until the last day of shooting, when the final scene was filmed, when he could cry for his brothers. Man. Um, there's a couple. Most of the rest is just like plot and real life stuff like stuff that differs yeah but that's about it. that's the interesting stuff ratings i mean i feel like it's no secret this is a 10 out of 10 for me wow um, that is a um, that's a rare accolade for you very rare yeah. yeah i'm not saying and i'm not saying it's like an objective like 10 out of 10 like obviously it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 for silas just because whatever he has no heart <laughs> Um, but like, like, yeah, so I'm not saying it's like an objective 10 out of 10, but for me, like, I love this movie. It impacted me in a way that has never occurred before. And, and I think like, it's hard to, it would be hard to make this movie like much better. Yeah. So man, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Silas? Uh, it's okay. You can hurt me. I've already been. Hurt. <laughs> uh, I think personally, it's 
a seven. <laughs> Sorry, David. I'll give it a nine. Mm, wow. Uh, High praise. Yeah. I always just have to think back to like some of my more recent reviews. So like there's some, there's been some eights that I've given that I'm like, well, this is better than that. So it's like one of those things where <laughs> I just have to, I just have to make the jump to the next one. But I think for me, a nine out of 10 was definitely de- deserving. So there you have it. That's that. That is the iron claw. What is um? What's next on the list? Do we know? I don't know. I'm kind of trying to figure that out. There's nothing that I see in theaters that is like forthcoming as far as like uh, movie releases. I wish I'm trying to find. Is there a somewhere that we can see like street like stuff that's coming out on streaming? Oh. Uh. I'll try and Google streaming releases. I'm looking just on the Regal app. Um, (laughs) ISS, International Space Station. It's a recent release uh, in theaters. I can't remember if we talked about this, but like some of y'all saw Wonka already, right? Or maybe both of you. Uh, I saw it. Uh, we already talked about it. Yeah. In the, uh... I can't remember. There's an action movie, Beekeeper. I don't know anything about it, but I'm just looking here. It's got Jason Statham in it. <laughs> it's like uh, the Meg, but with bees. Oh, are you serious? Oh. It's like a what? action movie with like animals. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine to see that or... Uh... I don't know of any streaming stuff. I rarely ever watch movies. It's just like TV shows strictly for me on streaming platforms. I mean, I don't know. I'm not super interested in The Beekeeper. I'm trying to... I feel like there's got to be something... I mean, we could do... I I know in the past we've done like an Oscars episode where maybe we'll like watch some nominations if we haven't already, but I think we've... I mean, I don't know anything about the nomination, so but I feel like we had to have watched I mean, most of. I've heard Oppen, Oppenheimer has like the most nominations. Oppenheimer's a bunch. So does Killer to the Flower Moon. Barbie has to. I mean, have a few. Barbie doesn't have a lot. Really? Yeah, Ryan Gosling got a Oscar nom for Best Supporting Actor, which is hilarious because people keep tweeting it that's like the whole plot of the movie oh that's funny that <laughs> like ken gets a nomination for an oscar in the movie for barbie yeah pretty funny oh like 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 the patriarchy yeah uh that that is funny and that's now, funny. Simul- <laughs> that simultaneously makes me want that to happen more Right, that's so funny. Uh, um, I mean, let's maybe we can maybe circle back to this question because I don't know that we have a good answer. Yeah, for what we're gonna watch. We'll next. just add it in post. TDB. Yeah. We just need like a wait. Stay tuned. TDB. 
Yeah, you never watched The Office? Uh, I, I yeah, I have. I just that <laughs> quote doesn't. It's one of my. It's like one of my, Michael's like miss miss quotes. Oh, that's funny. Instead of saying he doesn't know that it's an acronym, so he just says TDB instead of TBD. He doesn't know what it stands for. All right. Well, um, stay tuned. We'll add it. We'll in let post. you know ASAP as possible. Yeah, <laughs> we'll add it in post what we're going to watch next, so that all of our adoring fans can watch along with us. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, guys, any last words? All right. No. Actually, I, oh. I love you guys. <laughs> David, hey, hey. <laughs> I love you, David. I love you, Silas. All right. Peace. <laughs>